Yeah, the report's out there from Adam Schefter about a half an hour ago. The Packers are looking to add a veteran quarterback for OTAs and training camp. Rowdy pulled up the list. It ain't a good one, folks. And they're on a search for a veteran quarterback as well. Rowdy, give us the list real quick. Do it slow so we can react to each name well, and how bad it is. Oh, should, wait, hang on. Before you, I'm sorry. Before you do that, though, our guy uh, Craig Hodgson, he tweets at me, Ebo says, my Twitter account, Craig proclaims there's only one quarterback to bring in that's been better for the Packers than number 12, Jay Cutler. That would piss off Rodgers the most. Go Packers. And then I did put a Twitter poll out there at Zone Madison, our Twitter account, and uh, I think it's an easy one. I want to think it's an easy one. It's simply this. Packer fans, whose side are you on? Aaron Rodgers or the Packers front office? Go vote. Uh, Real quick before Rowdy gives you the names. J.A. Krebs, he tweets at me at Ebo, says, my Twitter account now. Switch, switch, snap, snip, snap, snip, snap between Twitter accounts. He says, either guy or either Goody or Roger goes, I choose the MVP. Yes, he's a douche. But he's worth it for another run with this roster. So there you go. All right, Rowdy. Veteran quarterbacks. So there's roughly 32 veteran quarterbacks that were out there on the market. First, I kind of want to list off some of the guys that have already signed just because that that will show you what's left over. Yes. So Ryan Fitzpatrick, he signed. Andy Dalton, he signed. Mm. Tyrod Taylor, C.J. Beathard, Jacoby Brissett, Joe Flacco, Blaine Gabbert, Mitchell Trubisky, Tim Boyle, Mike Glennon, A.J. McCarron, Geno Smith, Colt McCoy, Ryan Griffin, Chase Daniel, Joshua Dobbs, Nate Sudfeld. The fact that we're in this and talking about this and wondering who's out there that's not signed makes me very scared as a Packers fan. Those are guys that already have contracts by teams. Very scared as a Packers fan. There's not necessarily a ton of those guys that I would be excited for if the Packers even said that they were going to be their backup quarterback someone hold me so here's the list of guys that are on here that are unsigned oh god this Alex is a scrap this is a scrap tired scrap heap he's retired jeff driscoll robert griffin the <laughs> third matt barkley josh mccown age 42 brian hoyer blake bortles brent hudley sean mannon nick mullins jake rudock kurt benkert never heard of him joe webb Jacob Delegla, never heard of him either. These are the names that are out here. Those are the free agents that are available. And this is the report out there that the Packers are trying to add one of these veterans? There is one. I forgot. I missed him. Please be a good name. Jameis Winston. No, I thought he re-upped to the Saints. Did he? Then this must not be updated. I think he re-upped to the Saints. Jameis Winston. Oh, yeah, he is. He's with the Saints. So he's done. Oh, my God. Oh, sweet baby Jesus. And like I said, Alex Smith is retired. You know who? Did Nick Mullins re-up? Nick Mullins. Because he'd probably be my favorite that's on that list that is uh, saying it's not under contract. Is it because he uh, played for Brett Favre's alma mater? Well, it's because out of all those guys, he's a guy that you can say had at least a memorable game in the NFL. He is a free agent, Rowdy. Nick Mullins is my guy. uh, Yes, yes. Yes, Southern Miss. I think he bre- I think he broke a couple of Brett Favre's records too. At he Southern was Miss. be he was considered what was that like a Thursday night game or a Sunday night game? It was one of those uh, type of games where he came on the scene. Yeah, and he like balled out. Yeah, and then they were like, "He's the next Brett Favre. He's from Southern Miss." And then it was like, eh. Uh, uh, but yeah, I mean, he's probably the best name that's still available. 
Who's another guy on that list that has had at least any type of NFL success? Blake Bortles. Yeah, yeah Blake Bortles played in an AFC Championship game. Yeah, but he was third string for the Rams last year. Oh, and it, well. Blake Bortles seems like a cool guy, too. Yeah. I don't know if being a cool guy is going to win you football games, but, but I, he's a cool guy. I think I would agree, though. I mean, o- outside of Nick Brett Mullins, Hulley's there. Blake Bortles is your two. Did you just say Brett Hunley? You yeah. know, statistically there he is, not right there. I'll tell you that much. Watch it all come full circle. Brett Hundley comes back. You know, statistically not great. I'll tell you that much. And wins three games. And I think I'm being generous. What are we going to do, boys? This is this is dire straits. Rowdy just read off the list of names that the that's out there for the Packers to sign, and it is be it is below the scrap. How heap. would you like to sign a 35 year old Joe Webb? I w- <laughs> Joe Webb, a guy that didn't throw the football very well, obviously why he could never stick anywhere, was more of a running quarterback, and now he's 35. Uh, In what universe? Lined up at a receiver a lot, too. (laughs) In what universe? (laughs) Oh, my God. He's going to be a free agent the rest of his life. Now, I heard there's this thing called rock bottom. I think we're now, we took a shovel and we're digging whatever is below rock bottom. I don't even know what that would be called. What's what's below rock bottom? Because that's where we are. I think below rock bottom is like death. Bedrock. Give me a quarterback or give me death? Well, I guess right now I'm choosing death. Ugh, let's go to the phones quick. Welcome to the show. Who's this? TJ Ruby. TJ Ruby? You got to bring back everybody else. Uh, TJ Ruby, and you said Cordell Stewart before, right? Yeah, Cordell Stewart, and I love that. Oh, thanks, Charlie. Dynamite drop in there, brother. Let me toss you in hold. So <laughs> what are we going to do, boys? I guess I, I, hey, hey, yeah, there's Jordan Love. There's Jordan Love. There's Jordan seriously, Love. I think if you're truly looking to bring in a quarterback, I think the best two options in order is Mullins one, Blake Bortles two. I don't even know if anyone else is really worth bringing in. Um, I'm sorry, Roddy. Can you read that list? The King says Alex Hornibrook. All right. Can you read that list one more time? Uh, Alex Smith, who's retired. Okay, Alex Smith, no. Jeff Driscoll. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna write down a name if I like the sound of it. Jeff Driscoll. I'm not writing Jeff Driscoll down. RG three. I mean, I'm writing it down just for the sake of the name. Okay. Matt Barkley. God no. Josh McCown. He's 42 now. Okay, but I want to add to his jersey collection. How many teams have he been with? Like 12. Brian Hoyer. I would consider it. He's 36. I would consider it. Blake Bortles. Yes. Blake Bortles. I'm gonna put asterisks. Brett Hundley. No, I can't. I can't in good conscience. <laughs> Sean Mannon. No. Nick Mullins. Yes. Jake Rudock. No. Kurt Benkert. Who is that? Never heard of him. <laughs> Joe Webb. <laughs> Isn't he in a retirement home? And Jacob Dogala. <sighs> All right, so all the names we know and that maybe, 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 maybe could give you a fighting chance to not get blown out of the water. RG3, Brian Hoyer, Blake Bortles, Nick Mullins. I, I don't know why RG3 is on your list. Just, I just like I just <laughs> He reminds me of like the better times that one year of his rookie season with the, the skins. Um, so you want me to cross RG3 off? He's 31. That rookie year he's 31, was got, almost a decade ago. He's, thir- he's 31. He's got knees of an 81-year-old and <laughs> ankles. Well, all right, I'll cross him off the list. We'll cross him off the list then. All right, so Brian Hoyer, Blake Bortles, Nick Mullins, but in reverse order. Nick Mullins, Blake Bortles, then Brian Hoyer. Is that our top three? Sure. sure. Oh, my God. RJ. What? Yeah. Can you throw a ball? Yeah. Hey, I'll throw a ball. Huh? All right, and uh, I've gotten this question four times now. What about Colin Kaepernick? 
When's the last time Colin Kaepernick played? 2017, I think it was. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while. Uh, a lot of people are saying, what about Colin Kaepernick? Well, I mean, I, you can add him to the short list of, that, of the three right there. Brian Hoyer, Blake Bortles, Nick Mullins. I would choose Nick Mullins out of all of those. Rowdy, same as you? Well, I mean, the I San mean, he Fran- played in 2020. San Francisco 49ers chose Nick Mullins over him. He, the last time he played That's true. was 2016-2017 season. In RJ, what universe? You throwing anyone on that out of those four? Nick Mullins, Colin Kaepernick, Brian Hoyer, Blake Bortles? No, no, no. T- time out. Time out. In what universe are you ever going to sign Colin Kaepernick, a guy that hasn't... This upcoming season is going to be 21-22. Yes. The last time he played was 2016-2017. That's five years. We're talking about playing hardball with Aaron Rodgers, one of the best to ever do it, one of the best arms to ever throw a football. And we're saying, in three years, do you think he would be done or be able to play (laughs) NFL football? And he's one of the best and just coming off of an MVP Uh, season. And now you're talking about a guy that's now in his mid-30s and hasn't played in five years. Give me a break. He's not playing anywhere. All right, so we'll cross him off the list then. Well, two of us didn't have him on a list. One of us did. Well, then I just crossed him off my list then. <laughs> All right, so I don't know, man. We are in some dire straits. Yeah, phone line's blowing up. Uh, let's see. I'll toss you on hold. I'm going to toss you on hold. Welcome to the show. Who's this? How about Randy Wright? Nope. Welcome to the show. Who's this? Hey, we'll give you Taylor Henneke. <laughs> Is this G-Dub or Doug? Doug. The Dougie. legend. We'll give you the legend. Tyler Henneke, the guy that balled out for one game in the playoffs? Yeah, we'll give you him for like a third rounder. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> That, hey, just think about it. Maybe this is like, like the beginning of like, you know how the Bears have no quarterback. Like maybe it's the beginning of the Packers looking, like searching. About I don't want to twenty some solid years of good quarterback. Now it's like Dougie. you're looking at the abyss right now. Dougie, Dougie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. My entire life, my entire life, all I have known is Brett Favre, and then Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. This right Just here think, to me is uncharted maybe. territory. This this to yeah. me is, I'm, 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 I need a psychiatrist, I think. Maybe this now may I be the one. beginning of the end. This is the beginning of the end for you guys. Oh, my God. This and is the end. we're going to be all laughing at you. Rowdy's going a little doors there. <laughs> oh, my God. Dougie, help me. Please, Dougie. Yeah. Doug, say, say I'm, I'm dreaming, right? This is all a dream. Like I, I, I ate like, the wrong mushrooms and all of us, I'm like having a bad trip. Like, I tell feel me like I'm I've having been having trip. that same thing where it goes, am I ever going to wake up from this dream since like what? 2020? The yeah, of 2020? March of 2020. Doug, tell me I'm dreaming. You're dreaming, dude. Did something happen though? Like, is there like news that I didn't hear about? Or, uh, Adam Schefter an hour ago, Packers have begun exploring quarterbacks they can add to the roster for OTAs and training camp resources. Love is currently the only other quarterback on the roster not named Aaron Rodgers. Uncertainty, um, obviously, around Rodgers and the Packers quarterback search includes some veterans. <laughs> hey, yeah, you're a, you're a, you're right. a football team fan. What's the skinny on RG three? Would you even take him back? Hey, I, I heard Alex Smith. You don't like Alex Smith? He's retired. I don't know. What sort of? Yeah, How about back. that? We get the number one pick in that draft, Alex Smith, that the one that pissed off Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Watch yeah. it all come full. Do you circle. think you would be pissed, uh, Aaron Rodgers? That is, Doug. If somehow Alex Smith found his way back, they traded Aaron Rodgers, <laughs> they got a bunch of picks and and uh, players, and surrounded Alex Smith, and he somehow came back and won a Super Bowl for the Packers. Yeah. Wow. There I think go. he'd jump off a cliff, Aaron Rodgers. <sighs> yeah. That is. 
<laughs> Dougie, you Alex man. Smith, I like Alex Smith, dude. I, I liked him. Yeah, was, but you had nothing. You had then Alex Smith. We had Aaron, we have Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. We had, then we're going to get a guy whose legs almost amputated. Yeah. Oh, God. You serviceable. All right, Doug. Hey, we got to hit this break, join, brother. Join the club, dude. We've been doing it for a while. Yeah. So join, well, join the quarterback search. Misery loves company. See you, Dougie. Exactly. All See right. you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sweet God. Rowdy Colton, the doors. I'm going to play a little uh, the the remix, the remake of Simon and Garfunkel's The Sound of Silence. Got to go the uh, disturbed route here. But, boys, it's... Well, it is disturbing. Exactly. Thank you, Rowdy. Exactly. Oh, God. All my life, all I've known, RJ, Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers. Be happy. How can I be happy in a time like this? Because I remember Randy Rice. Because I remember Randy Wright. <laughs> a lot of bootlicking going on. On our Twitter poll at Zone Madison, says some people. I saw that. And the Twitter poll is. People are not happy with people siding with the man. Packer fans, whose side are you on? Aaron Rodgers or the Packers front office? Right now, 52% of the vote goes with the Packers front office. Uh, our guy, Juice Man Joe, uh, his Twitter profile says, Gudukuns the clown. And it's a picture of Brian Gudukuns with a clown emoji photoshopped over his face. And he says, the amount of corporate hacks voting is alarming. Siding with management is a very tough scene. And then, uh, let's see, Jordan Love Season, oh God, says, employees are the ones that do the actual work. And then Dick Nickerson tweets in. Nice hearing from Dick. We haven't heard from him for a while. It's been a while since we have heard from Dick Nickerson. At Dick Nickerson 69, uh, Dick says, we burn number 12 jerseys at midnight. So I think I see where Dick Nickerson siding is with the management there. He says he's bur- we should all burn our 12 jerseys at midnight. I do have an Aaron Rodgers jersey right here in my hands. Uh, this is mine. I, uh, actually, my mother bought it for me in 2010. She's actually in Chicago. And she goes, I couldn't believe it. They had a, an NFL jersey at this Chicago shop. And it was on sale. I'm like, yes, Mom, you're in Chicago at a bear shop. Of course they're going to have Packers gear on sale. No one else to buy it. So she bought me this. The Packers went on to win the Super Bowl that year, so this is the official Super Bowl worn jersey. I.e., I wore it in bars watching the Packers win the Super Bowl. So <laughs> we have a we have a message here from John. After you after hearing you reading off that free agent quarterback list, yeah, I want to change my vote. I'm siding with Rodgers. We need him. <laughs> John, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. So who do you side with, Packers management or Aaron Rodgers? Um, let's go to the phones quick. Welcome to the show. Who's this? Hello? Yeah, what's up, brother? Yeah, I just, you know, I think that there's a there should be a third option on your poll there. Not that people want to side with management. It's that Rogers is just throwing a hissy fit, and I think people are getting tired of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you're right. I, I, I wanted to make the poll difficult, though. I, I Usually when we do three <laughs> options, people take the easy way out. I didn't want the easy way out, you know? Yeah, I'm talking to my buddies last night about this whole thing, and it's just, it's just gotten away from Rogers. I mean, you know, at least management's getting up there and saying something. All we're getting from Rogers is is half truths and half sentences coming through his squad all the time. You know. Yeah, it started what last what, Thursday. Get something direct from his mouth. Yeah, last Thursday this all started and everyone was Team Rogers. Now as the uh, the days tick on here, the minutes tick on, uh, there is uh, more people starting with management now, which is pretty crazy. Right. I mean, it's, it's crazy to think, and it's something you know, like the, uh, the other guy mentioned. It's 
it's scary to think you're siding with management with the employer when the employees are out there doing the job. But I know. You know, all Rogers has got to do is get up there and say something or make a tweet or give an Instagram post or something. Do you think he will? He can put a, no, I don't think he will. Yeah, same. Ugh. Well, you, hey, you go enjoy your day, man. Try to keep your, hel- your head held high over this drama, all right? You too. <laughs> See you, man. Well, my biggest thing that is was, but good call. my biggest thing is it's a hard question to answer, just because I don't think Brian Gutekunst has done anything to be fired. No, like if you have to pick one or the other, right? Yeah, like Goody's done nothing. In my opinion, he hasn't done anything to get fired. I mean, you look at the look at the receiving core that the Packers had in 2017, and some of the weapons that they had then versus some of the weapons that he's got now. It's not like it's that great, but it's better than what it was. And then you look at the defense, and the defense is a hundred times better than what it was. He got rid of a guy who had one catch last year, okay? That's fireable offense right there. Like because like what Aaron, is, what is Aaron Rodgers done? said so. Look at look at some of the receivers that the Green Bay Packers so. had <laughs> That's in 2017, <laughs> the last year before Brian Gutekunst took over as, as GM in that 2018 draft. Their receivers, Devontae Adams, a constant. Yep. Geronimo Allison. Is anyone missing Geronimo Allison? I forgot about Geronimo Allison. Yeah. No, not missing him. Did he have the tweets with the drip drop? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Tre- Trevor Davis. <laughs> okay, so you are missing him. <laughs> I missed the tweets. Drip drop. Drip. Those Iowa girls got that drip drop. His tweets. Trevor yep. Davis. Who? Oh, the guy that's comedian. He uh, tried to do the bomb joke at the uh, LAX. Yeah. Yep. The the kick and he returner fizzled out. The kick returner and failed it was re- a receiver. It was a dud. He was a dud. It was Randall Cobb in his last year. Yeah, Randy Cobb. I don't even know. Is he? Where is he now? The, is he Tex- still the Texans. Is that where Randy Cobb's at? Well, he, he went, if you remember correctly, he went to Dallas and then he made his way to Houston. Yep. Well, guess what? Yeah, he's obviously, still the Texans. obviously, it was the end of his career. He's playing out the end of his career. He wasn't worth re-signing for that money. Right, mm-hmm. Jeff Janis. You know, I have a special place in my heart for Jeff obviously Janus. he's a cult figure. Dwight Love from New Jersey is still wearing a Jeff Janis jersey when he calls into the show. He picks up women with it. He said that. Well, or tries to. Tries to. He's a cult figure, but come on. Yeah, we're not. And then Jordy Nelson in the last year. Of his contract with the Packers, who then signed with the Raiders, but obviously was shot. Yeah, and our yeah. caller Scott has a, a poster of Jordy Nelson hanging above the ceiling of his bed. He does. In what world? So he tells us. In he what does. world was his receivers in seventeen before Gutekunst were or better than what he's got now? Ger- is Geronimo Allison even on a roster? <laughs> is Trevor Davis even on a roster? We know Jeff Janis isn't on a roster. He opened up the tire I mean, shop in Michigan. Not not only that. Trevor but Davis also, is a free agent. Also, look at the other side of the ball. Well, that's the the DBs before Gutekunst got there were oh, all street oh, free no. agents. Geronimo Allison is on the Detroit Lions, everyone. Oh, and he couldn't even get any run with the Lions. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Pro- point proven. So basically, it's just yeah. Oh, basically, Love was drafted and I'm mad about it. I'm mad. Basically, you had three guys that are basically out of the league. You then had Jordy Nelson, who was finished, even though he got one more year with the Raiders. You had Randall Cobb, who had very little left in the tank afterwards. And then you had a a Devontae Adams, who wasn't even close to how good he is now. Right. And now you look at the receivers that they brought in around Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, they're not great, but they're a hell of a lot better than this this roster. Sure are. And then we, 
you t- since I want to start with the receivers yeah. just because that's his main weapons, but you look at some of the tight ends too. He tried to bring in Jimmy Graham. Martellus Bennett was the the tight oh, end God, before that, Marty, that was, yeah. and he's even worse than Jimmy Graham. Well, that was a Ted Thompson move. <laughs> no, but that's what I'm saying. That was the roster he got when when Gutekunst got there. He tried to bring in Jimmy Graham, but yeah, having Martellus Bennett found Big Bob. I mean, there's I have there's live no audio. way that this roster was in a better spot. Like Lance Kendricks was at the end of his career with the Packers yeah. before Brian Gutekunst started messing with the <laughs> yep, roster. Yep, you're right. Yeah, the tight ends are better, the wide receivers are better, the and the defense, defense is, is head better. and shoulders better. Yeah, it's not it's not like Brian Gutekunst hasn't been perfect, but no GM's perfect. Correct. Right. He just hasn't been bad enough to be fired. <laughs> I do have um, uh, we actually uh, unearthed the resource department did. Actual audio of Aaron Rodgers' reaction after the Packers, Brian Gutekunst drafted Jordan Love. Take a listen. Yeah, that's him. I hate you. Now, some would say that's Anakin Skywalker in um, in the third Star Wars movie, Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. But that actually is Aaron Rodgers after... They drafted Jordan Love speaking to Brian Gutekunst. I hate you. <laughs> and then he cried and drank a bunch of tequila. And this song goes out for Aaron Rodgers. He is called into the request line. He said he wants to dedicate this one to Brian Gutekunst. <laughs> this would be Three Days Grace's I Hate Everything About You. So Rodgers did call in and he said, Could you play this song and dedicate it to Brian Gutekunst? Rodgers, yes, anything for you. Please stay in Green Bay. Well, I don't know if it's reconcilable now. (laughs) John Kuhn made some comments. I want to play those coming up. Our guy Rob Reichel is going to join us for not one but two segments. Hell yeah. Starting at 820. Robbie is fired up. He's got to talk about the draft. That's one breath. And then in his next breath, he's got to talk about Aaron Rodgers. My man's ready to go. All right, we'll come right back. I don't think we need to do news of the weird. We can just keep going on this thing (laughs) because this is getting weird in Titletown, man. Uh, Did Aaron Rodgers give a statement? No, he did not, Roger and Stowe. Rogers will say anything. I'd be shocked if he said anything. I'm gonna I'm gonna be completely honest with you guys. Aaron Rodgers called our research department because he didn't want to come on the airwaves here. He called our research department and he said, Hey guys, uh, could you play a song for me? Because sometimes I'll take requests and I'll play your songs when they go into commercial break. And the research department tapped me on the sh- shoulder. This is all true. And they said, hey, Rogers just called in and he wanted you to play Three Days Graces. I hate everything about you. So that's why I just played that song. So that happened. And then the tweet started to come in. Uh, our guy Roger and Stowe said uh, maybe Brian Gutekunst told Aaron Rodgers that the Divergent movies were complete trash, and that's why he was mad. Now, if you don't know, Rogers' fiance Shailene Woodley, stars in the Divergent movies, and maybe that's what pissed off Aaron Rodgers, is that Brian Gutekunst didn't like the Divergent movies. Now, here's the thing. I never watched them because I thought they looked stupid too. So Yeah, I was in the same boat as you. So sorry, Shailene Woodley and Rodgers, but the movie looked dumb. Uh, we also hear a guy, our guy Brando Savage at Brando Savage underscore. That's his Twitter handle. He actually linked me to actual audio. He unearthed this on his own. He had now has a role and a spot on the research department if he wants it here on Over the Line. But he actually sent me real legit audio the moment that uh, Rogers heard that the Packers released Jake Kumaro a day after he had praised him. So this is actual audio from Aaron Rodgers and a conversation with Brian Gutekunst. Here, listen. How could you? Eleven years, and you betray me like this? Because I can. Why? I've done so much for you. 
You allow yourself to be walked all over, and you just keep letting it happen. Not anymore! I hate you! With a passion! With a passion! Your list, your list. Thank you. I hate you! With a passion! That's actual audio after Kumaro was released. Between Rogers and Brian Gutekunst, things are getting out of control in Titletown. Rowdy, what's happening? Oh, my God. This is just, I can't believe we've hit this point right now. I just don't get where all of this anger from Aaron Rodgers has come from for Brian Gutekunst. I hate you! You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, like I understand if it's been built up over time from past... From past Sorry. coaches, past personnel changes, mm-hmm. past signings and cutting. Like, but I don't, I just don't think that Brian Kudakunz could be 100% the, you know, the official straw that broke the camel's back and that he completely hates his guts. Because when you really look at the roster construction, Brian Gutekunst hasn't made the roster worse. He's made it better. Now, he hasn't been perfect. He hasn't made every move I would have no liked. No one's perfect. But it's like the guy's obviously trying. He's signing free agents. Ted Thompson didn't do that for yeah, you. Yeah, it's very bizarre. They brought in a new coach for you. So far, he seems like... Yeah, you bought into the system. Yeah, so far, it seems like you thought the system worked. The system played much better in, in year two. And you were a game away from the Super right. Bowl both years. <laughs> Been looking forward to this for quite some time. Well, you know, since last Thursday. But before I get to uh, what I've been looking forward to all week, I saw this tweet here from The Onion. And I love The Onion. Hilarious. It's a picture of Aaron Rodgers at the podium. And the headline for The Onion article is this. It's me or him, says unhinged Aaron Rodgers, demanding the Packers fire the team custodian. (laughs) And when you hear the Led Zeppelin going, where is it? Uh, Rob Reichel, Forbes.com, my guy. What's up, Robbie? Yeah, you'd hate to be that custodian right now, right, Evo? <laughs> Maybe you didn't clean well enough around the locker all those years. You're, everyone's guy. in the crosshairs, Robbie. And you're right there, Evo. Everyone is in the crosshairs. I'm surprised the uh, Forbes.com didn't get a call to fire Rob Reichel. It's either me or him, says Unhinged Rogers to Forbes.com. Hey, you know Aaron Rodgers keeps the list, guys. And Conway I, I, Media, my, I, my apologies I, on that as well. I, I, I'm, I'm sure somewhere on that list is the name Rob Reichel and, and many other journalists who he perceives has done him wrong <laughs> through the years, Evo. <laughs> Robbie. All right, Rob. So you had texted me like, yo, can we do two segments today? And Rob, it's funny because I was going to text you that to say if you'd be up for it. And you hit me up, and I'm like, oh, my God, for Rob Reichel, yes, anything. So, Rob. Well, you know, the, 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 the biggest thing, I mean, in this Aaron Rodgers nonsense that, that continues to linger here is, is is they had a really good draft, and I think it's getting getting forgotten about and overlooked. So I, I just thought it was important we spent 10 minutes at least well, on thank the draft. You. Rob, I agree wholeheartedly because I want to start with the draft first when it comes to your uh, glorious wow. – Glorious right. opinion and analysis. And our guy Rowdy over here, you know, at 6 o'clock, he's like, I am just sick of this Aaron Rodgers story, which I think we all are. But here's the thing. This is like the biggest news to happen in Green Bay since probably Brett Favre was retiring and then going to the Jets. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I, I, it, it could almost trump a Super Bowl win in 2010-2011. Yeah, it, yeah it's probably on a par, Evo, with, with a Super Bowl win. And, 
and it, and it probably actually has more legs, right? Because I mean, May is going to be a long month. They they can't do anything with him in May, just due to the contract. I mean, if if they do wind up moving him, it, it it's going to be in June when the salary cap hit is you know about half of what it would be right now. So you know we're we're a week into this thing, guys. Right? That was two o'clock last Thursday. We're we're probably looking at a, what is today May sixth. We're probably looking at a minimum of four more weeks of it. So. You're probably right, Evo. The Super Bowl. It's going to get crazier. It's going to get crazier. We, we get right to the draft, and this Rogers stuff could easily right. go six to eight weeks. Rob, we're already doing it. We're already talking Rogers when I wanted to talk draft first. We're already doing it. We're falling into the pit. All right, Robbie. So I'm going to pull ourselves out of it and let's talk draft. Uh, before we dive into Rogers, uh, just give me a quick. You know, 10 minutes, 5 minutes, 5 to 10 minutes on the Packers draft that was starting with Eric Stokes, the cornerback out of Georgia with that pick number 29. Yeah, why don't we go real quick, Evo, and I'll just kind of give you a thumbs up, thumbs down, Please. three, four sentences on each guy if you want to do it that, that way. Sounds beautiful. You know, I, 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 Stokes thumbs up. You know, it, it it probably was a little higher than he deserved to go, Evo, but you, you can't teach that kind of speed. You know, four three, give or take. Um, he's his hands are atrocious, Evo. He's he's going to drop a lot of footballs that are going to drive Packer Nation nuts. Well, good thing um, he's not a receiver. <laughs> Which this and that's why he's not a receiver. That's why he was turned to corner at a young age because his hands are are so atrocious. But but I'll tell you what I I, I think he's got far more upside than Kevin King does. Um, whether he beats Kevin King out this year or not, we we'll see. I, I it was interesting on on Saturday night. Matt Lafleur threw open the door and said that you know that that's pretty much an open competition there between Stokes and King, and Stokes will be given every chance to win the job and. You know, King can't go and play nickel, guys. I mean, I I don't think that's a you know exactly ringing endorsement for Kevin King here in in 2021. I I still think he's on the roster, guys. But um, it it is interesting if he loses out to Stokes, what they would what they would exactly do with him. Um, but no, Stokes overall, guys, I think really good pick. Um, anybody who can run like that, I think the other parts of the game you can teach. He's outstanding in press. Not as good when he's off. Yeah. Um, so we'll, we'll see where it goes from here, guys. But I liked that pick quite All a bit. All right, Robbie. We'll go more rapid fire here. Josh Myers, the offensive lineman out of Ohio State. Corey Lindsley we'll Light been described. We'll, we'll go even quicker. I think he's a plug and play guy, Evo. I think he starts from day one. They don't have to screw around with those other four positions on the line. He's an Ohio State kid with a lot of the same intangibles that Corey Lindsley had, guys, coming out of Ohio State. He's even bigger. He's about two and a half inches bigger than Lindsley, guys, taller. Um, guess what? Jordan Love's about two inches taller than Aaron Rodgers, too. <laughs> People were saying, "Why do they want a six-five center?" Well, maybe the quarterback's going to be six foot four. Oh, so whoa. Josh Myers, guys, I think is your opening day starter. At so center. that's cor- that's going to be then uh, Jordan Love's center. Wow, look at that, Rob. All right, Amari Rodgers, the wide receiver out of Clemson. I I enjoyed this pick. I like this pick. What do we think? It's my favorite pick of the draft for them, Evo. Gutekunst was bold. He went up to get him. Um, he said on, I don't know, it was Friday or Saturday, he said at 62, which was their second-round pick, he could not decide between Myers and Rodgers, and eventually went Myers because O-line was a greater need. Um, as Myers dropped a little bit there into the middle or later part of the third round, he made the move up, went to get him. Um, they haven't had a slot guy since Randall Cobb's career came to kind of a close in 2018, and even the last couple of years, guys, of Randall Cobb wasn't like the first five or six years of Randall Cobb. So he's going to give them a weapon on that offense, guys, they haven't had in you know three or four years for sure. Love the pick. Another lineman, Royce Newman out of uh, Mississippi. What do we think? A little bit of a reach. Versatile kid, guys. I mean, 
Um, he probably, even has the potential to play all five offensive line spots because he played some center at the Senior Bowl. He was a tackle and guard at Old Miss. But um, he, he showed he could play a little tackle at the Senior Bowl, although, got, although he got his tail whooped around quite a bit when, yeah. he, when he was doing that. But, but no, guys, I, you know, I, I think, again, Bakhtiari's not going to be ready, let's say, in all likelihood for week one. He's going to probably have every chance to, to go and fight them you know, for, for one of those spots. Let's just say they move Elton Jenkins out to left tackle or they move Jenkins guys to right tackle and Billy Turner over to left. There's an open spot there then at guard opposite of Patrick. And it'll probably come down then to to Newman or uh, or Runyon, um, you know, the kid who got about 150 yeah. snaps last year. So no, Newman's going to have a chance, guys, right away to make make a contribution. And um, you know, I, again, his versatility is his greatest strength. He, uh, you know, guys, long term, I, I think he has, I think he has a real good chance, but a slight reach. All right, Robbie, we went defense two times in the fifth round to Daryl Slayton out of Florida, the defensive lineman, and then Shamir Gene Charles, the cornerback out of Appalachian State. What do we think starting with the, the Florida product? Slayton's totally boomer bust, Evo. Um, didn't do a whole heck of a lot at Florida. One-year starter, uh, developmental type of a player. The good news for him is the Packers, I think, have one of the better defensive line coaches in football named Jerry Montgomery. Um, if anybody can get him to play, uh, you know, let's even say B-level football, you've hit a home run taking him in round five. He's a massive man, guys. So he, theoretically, he should help against the run. He's going to give you nothing in the pass game, though. Um, we'll see. I, I'm total boomer bust, Evo. All right, and then uh, Gene Charles, the cornerback, Appalachian State. Good numbers, but again, did it at Appalachian State. Uh, I think he led the country last year in pass breakups. Um, totally a slot guy. Slot guy only, undersized, a little guy. Probably has better quickness though than Shandon Sullivan. Yeah. Um, so he'll be given a chance. I mean, they they showed me here in the in this draft that that they're not in love with Shandon Sullivan, and um, they, they 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 in all likelihood you know will move on from him a year from now when his contract ends, and Gene Charles could step into that job. I think he'll be given a chance to win a job. You know, right right away this year, Evo, and maybe inside that dime package cool. somewhere. I'm I'm interested to see him because it's going to be a massive jump for him in competition. All right, Robbie, we have three more picks till we dive into the Aaron Rodgers drama. Right here, though, I love it because it's a Wisconsin product in the sixth round. Cole Van Lannan, offensive lineman. What do we think? Didn't like it at all. No, Robbie. Don't like it. Robbie. Don't like it. I know. I know. And I'm 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 going against Badger Nation on this one. Was it a reach? Was it a reach? He'll be he'll be he'll be a five time Pro Bowler at right tackle or or something like that. No, I I, you know it's not a reach, guys. Down in round six, I mean it's a reach in round four. He probably went about where he should. He, you know, guys, he he struggled at times at left tackle with with Wisconsin. He's he's going to have to move inside in the NFL. And then the number one question becomes: Is he strong enough to hold up in there against those three hundred and thirty pound beasts? That he's going to be seeing. Um, I don't think he's. I don't think he has the athleticism, guys, to let's go say play on the edge at right tackle. So he's going to have to move inside. And you know his bench press numbers at the combine, or or at least at his pro day, were pretty weak and pretty poor. Twenty two, I think, were his reps. And you know the biggest question on him, guys, is can he hold up physically inside? So again, I. I'm all for taking big guys, offensive linemen. They they needed them. I mean, they had to go get three. I thought in this draft, and and they did it. And and um, you know, Van Landen's a great story, guys. If he yeah. can prove some people we'll wrong, happens, but, right? but the but the scouts certainly aren't in love with them. All right, Robbie. Even more rapid fire. Isaiah McDuffie, the linebacker out of Boston College, in the sixth round. What do you think? 
Again, totally undersized. He'll be the smallest <laughs> of that group competing there with, with Kamal Martin and Barnes and those guys. Um, but why not, you know, in round six, take a flyer on a guy who made a ton of plays at Boston College. You know, but he's only about 225, Evo. They, they probably will want to put 10 pounds on him to give him any kind of chance of holding up in inside there. They don't have any inside linebackers, Evo, so we'll see. Again, I, I mean, they, they had to get one at some point in time, so they, they take a flyer in, in, in round six, and, and we'll, we'll see from here what, uh, you know, what he can do. But they, they don't have a lot at that position. I, if, if, you know, it, it's the weakest position yeah. on the football team. And one more, Rob, before we dive into the Rodgers fiasco. Kalen Hill, the running back out of Mississippi State. Good bargain in round seven, Evo. He'll make the football team. He'll be the third running back. Behind uh, behind Jones and Dylan, they they need a number three, and Dexter Williams has been a monster disappointment. So Hill's going to make the team. Evo, he led the SEC in rushing yards two years ago. Um, you know, Mississippi State changed coaches, went to Mike Leach. The two of them didn't get along, and after three four games, Hill opted out. So yeah. he's got a lot to prove, Evo, but he should make the football team. Our guy Forbes.com, Rob Reichel. Rob, welcome back. How we doing, baby? Long time no talk. We had Missy Mountain Hop rolling as you, as you went to break, Evo, and, and I chuckled because my, the, the, the phenomenal line from that song is, you know, I'm packing my bags for the Misty Mountains, right? <laughs> and Aaron might be packing his bags for, well, somewhere. Well, Rob, we'll, and now we'll I'm playing Trampled but, Underfoot. So where, so where the spirits go now, right, Evo? Where, well, where, 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 where is that spirited quarterback off? Well, Rob, I'm playing Trampled Underfoot right now by Led Zeppelin. Has Brian Gutekunst been trampled under Aaron Rodgers' foot with all of his comments now or everything leaking out? So, Rob, I, have to, I don't even know where to begin because there's so many different things happening. Yesterday, when we started the show at 6 o'clock, I'm like, well, I have no news. And I don't know if no news is bad news or no news is good news in this situation. I think it's bad. And then as the day progressed, it was uh, what? That Rodgers was calling Brian Gutekunst as Jerry Krause, the GM of the Bulls, who Michael Jordan hated? Let's start there. Is that true that he was uh, group text messages? That uh, he was like basically just making fun of Brian Gutekunst and calling him an a-hole, essentially? Well, the report came from Bob McGinn, who uh, was probably a 30-year guy at the Press Gazette and the Journal Sentinel in, the, in this state, maybe even longer, guys, maybe 35. Um, he started his own website. I worked for him for two years. Yeah. Bob is a, as good of a journalist as I have ever been around. Um, there are some people, Evo, if, if that report would come out, I might, I might scoff a little bit or roll my eyes. I can tell you nobody in the business is better than Bob. Um, so I trust that report uh, 1,000%. I've talked to Bob a couple of times. I, you know, over the last day or two, I, you know, I, I wholeheartedly believe that 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 uh, you know that report to be true because I I think the guy is as good of a journalist as we well, have in our country. Hey, but Robbie didn't like the Packers essentially revoke Bob McGinn's press passes because he didn't like wasn't like company man for the Packers. Like didn't he didn't kiss their butts? Well, what what they do, and and I don't want to bore the you know, the fans and the, and the listeners with all this, but, you know, they, it, it, individuals that break away and just kind of start their own media business or, or website in this case with, with Bob, um, they typically do not give press passes to oh, okay. um, at least right away or until, you know, maybe it's established and has X amount of readers and, and this, that, and the other thing. So, you know, even, even though Bob McGinn is in, you know, the, the pro football writers gotcha. hall of fame, 
He's okay. a Hall of Fame writer. Yeah, so, oh, no, yeah. I love Bob McGinn. His stuff is great. All right, Robbie, so that I also <clears throat> thought that was true as well. And then we move on a little bit later. Brett Favre talks about it in his gut that you know Rodgers isn't going to play for Green Bay again. Okay. Well, then a little later, the news breaks from NFL Network that like a year ago, Rodgers was telling free agents that he's not going to be back in Green Bay in 2021. What's the verdict on that? Well, you know, if it's true, and, and again, it's a very reliable reporter on this. I mean, these aren't, you know, these, these aren't knucklehead reporters just throwing this stuff out there. These, these are very trusted and proven guys in our industry, Evo. And, and, and if it is true, and I certainly have no reason to doubt that, you know, that, that it is, it, 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 it's absolutely disgusting. I mean, it's, it, it's the, you know, it, it's the employee uh, tearing down the company that he works for in the process of, you know, collecting paychecks from them. Yeah. And, you know, the one thing I would say, Evo, throughout the course of this, and I'm sure it's surprising Rogers and his camp and his people, is that he is getting pummeled in the PR uh, side of this thing. Um, you know, I, I think back to last Thursday when this all broke at about, you know, four or five hours before the draft, Evo, and a lot of people immediately jumped in and said, oh, my God, the Packers haven't done enough. They've, they've alienated Rodgers, and this is what it's come to. And a lot of people were pointing the blame at Green Bay. But as this has unfolded over the last six, seven days, Evo, I think we've done largely a 180. I've, I've yeah. seen a lot of polls, you know, 70-30 range, let's say, in favor of management here. And, and, and I, am, I am with those people who vote up. You know who voted that way. I I don't think Brian Gutekunst has done anything wrong in this in this process. As you know, he guys people forget pretty quickly that the the, the roster and the team he took over from Ted Thompson in January of 2018 was was aging. It wasn't particularly talented. They were coming off a seven and nine season. Rodgers was playing god awful football. Actually, that. Yeah, that was a seven and nine, and then they went six nine and one the next year, and it led to McCarthy being fired. And uh, Gutekunst has totally retooled that thing since then and gotten them to back to back NFC championships. Evo, of his greatest crime is to draft what he believes is potentially the next great quarterback in Green Bay to give that organization four decades straight of, of high level winning uh, championship type of football. That's no crime whatsoever. And if, if Aaron's little hurt feelings uh, along the way, um, you know, if, if that's too much for him to handle or it's, it's hard for him to come in now and, you know, at some point in time potentially compete against this kid, um, then honestly, Evo, that, that, that's just absolutely unacceptable. Rogers has been on the other side of this deal before. He was in Jordan Love's shoes when, when uh, you know, Brett Favre was there. So he, he knows what it's like on both sides of this, and he knows – how you know how destructive that can be to a football team and an organization, and and Evo, I I would say every report we've pretty much had over the last six seven days has been something along the lines of Rogers being a petulant child and trying to blow up the organization. I mean, yeah, that's Robbie. To your point, I mean, you said it. I'm going to say it again though. Thursday, everyone was Team Rogers. And now you see it on this a week later. Everyone is like, Rodgers has the egg on his face. I mean, the Packers, yeah, they have a little to blame, sure, but Rodgers right now looks like public enemy number one. Uh, I did a Twitter poll. Packer fans, whose side are you on at our Twitter account at Zone Madison? Is Aaron Rodgers' side or the Packers' front office? Right now, 53% of the vote going to the Packers' front office. If I ran the same poll last week, it would have been all Aaron Rodgers. So, Robbie, let me ask you then, brother. Uh, John Kuhn was on CBS Sports Radio last night, and Kuhn had said, uh, that he's 70 to 75% sure Rodgers comes back, and this is uh, both parties need to come to the table and resolve this, and uh, that they can just you know bury the hatchet and continue on. 
Is that even possible now at this time? Is is there a resolve between the two? I don't even know what the resolve would be. And, and I'm with you, Evo. I don't know either, and, and I don't know what more the Packers could do, right? They've, they've sent every person from that organization out to meet with Rodgers on the West Coast. That matters, right? They, 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 went, they started with Murphy. They went to Gutekunst. They went to Matt LaFleur. All three of those guys have paid visited, uh, visits to Rodgers. And, and there has been absolutely no movement whatsoever in, in this stalemate. And, and there has been, you know, nothing to bring the two sides closer together. And, and, and I'm guessing, Evo, that, that that's not the Packers' fault and that's not the Packers' doing. That's Rodgers being so dug in and so entrenched. I mean, I, I know this guy extremely well, Evo. He is completely driven by revenge and spite. At this point in time, he doesn't need the money. Um, you know, I'm sure he could theoretically sit out a year in, in his mind and, and still play somewhere else, and that would be devastating and destructive to the Packers to lose that, you know, to lose a MVP quarterback for a full season. I, I'm just telling you, at the end of the day, I don't see Rodgers moving on this, no matter what the Packers come back with at this point in time. Um, do, you know, will they, do you think they can trade him, or is the money, is the financials just too, just can't happen? Oh, no, he'll be traded, and I think it'll happen quickly, Evo. I think it'll happen in that first week of June. Uh, May is going to be a long month for everybody. Um, <laughs> Strap it, Rowdy. can't do anything with him whatsoever in May just because the financial implications against the cap would be devastating. They'll be able to clear up some money, I'm sure, to make this happen or, or work at DL Evo maybe where they get back a piece like, you know, Carr from Las Vegas. Um, as a quarterback to kind of you, you remember when the Rams and Lions did their trade this this yeah. particular offseason and it, it, it was looking like salary cap hell on one side or the other and and then the Rams threw in uh, Jared Goff in the deal to kind of balance the numbers financially and 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 the Lions to take that on um, you know received another first round draft pick these guys are smart they're extremely clever evil um, the, the the financials are not going to hold them up. The fact they're up against the caps not going to stop them from doing this. If if they get to that first week of June or so, Evo, and and there's really a belief internally inside that pack organization that Rodgers isn't budging. I, I don't think they have any other choice but to try to trade him and move him at that point in time. Um, you know, Evo, I I was in Green Bay almost every day in the summer of '08 when this Favre stuff was all going on, and that. The drama surrounding that absolutely ruined that season. Yeah, and um, well, that's my thing. You know, if Rodgers does come, they were going to take a step. They were going to take a step backwards, Evo, no matter what, going from Favre to Rodgers, and they did going six to ten. But I'm telling you, if, you know that that summer was exhausting for everybody inside that building, inside that organization, and and Mark Murphy cannot let that happen again. I mean, all eyes right now need to go to Murphy because he's the closest thing they have to an owner. He can sign off on all this stuff. He has to sign off to make it happen. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, Brian Gutekunst can't go make this trade on his own right now, Evo. He's going to need, you know, the team president to sign off on a, on something this large. So, Rob, um, you know my feelings on Mark Murphy. Mm-hmm. I know your feelings on Mark Murphy, and He's I think about idiot. three quarters of the... And I think about three-quarters of the fan base agrees with you, Evo, that if anybody can screw this thing up, it's Mark Murphy. And, and, and it can, this thing can get to August and September and maybe Christmas, and, and, and Rodgers is still sitting somewhere out on the West Coast and the Packers are 4-11 and 11 or something like that at, at that point in time. Um, but again, if, if, if we learn anything from history, right, it's how not to do things from 2008 if you are the Packers. And if Murphy lets this thing again, Evo, 
Greg into the summer. If Murphy flies out to the West Coast with a big bag of money or something like he did with Brett Favre, uh, then maybe we're talking about changing team presidents, not just general managers. Oh, my God, maybe, maybe, maybe team presidents. Rob, so they, that's they a dream come true this, for me. Evo, they have to get this thing cleaned up quickly. Yeah. Once they can do it financially, once well, they can do it when the salary cap hit isn't nearly as great. Well, Rob, I'm going to leave you with this. Uh, here's a clip from Mark Murphy. You know, we're not idiots. He is an idiot. You are an idiot. You know, we're not idiots. Yes, you are. So, Rob, I'll leave you with that, and I'll leave you with a little Led Zeppelin. Good times, bad times. Right now, we are certainly in the bad times. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we got a little bit of both. It, it's not all that bleak, evil. I keep saying this. It, it, it's a championship-level roster. It really is. People should realize that. If they get somebody like Carr back in a trade to bridge the gap, or if they feel love can play right away, it's still a playoff team, Evo, and and the future looks bright because they'd get a boatload of draft capital and they would free up a heck of a lot of salary cap room. Robbie, no, I'm sorry, finish your thought, I'm sorry. No, I'm just saying, I I know it, it, it feels dark and it feels bleak for Packer Nation, but um, I, you know, if if they get the right compensation back, Evo, in a trade, and Jordan Love can play, they are set up for another decade plus of winning football. All right, we'll leave on the high note right there then, Robbie. Rob, we appreciate you doing not one but two segments today, breaking it down like a true champ. We'll continue on at Forbes.com and uh, Conway Media, correct? Conley. You Conley got it, Media. Buddy. Have a great day. Rob, we love you, buddy. See you, see you later. All right, buddy. Love there you, too. There he is, Rob, Rob Reichel. Follow him on Twitter at Rob Reichel. All right, this Aaron Rodgers drama, Packers drama, has just been taking over. But here's the thing. There's also this team called the Milwaukee Brewers, and we got to talk about them. We started a little bit in the 6 o'clock hour, then the Rodgers fiasco started to take over, and we had to pump the brakes a little bit, take a step back, and say, what the hell is going on with the Milwaukee Brewers? That's why we welcome in the coolest cat around, Mr. Canoe Builder himself, Andrew Wagner, Forbes.com. Andrew, what's up, big brother? How we living? My best friend, sister's brother's girlfriend, knows this guy who's going with this girl who heard from this kid that Ferris passed out at 31 Flavors last night, and he might trade for Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> I guess it's pretty serious. <laughs> uh, dude, real quick, real quick. Um, when you, I know, like when, when you're covering the Brewers and you're writing the stories and whatnot, and a crazy story breaks, how quick do you get fatigue on it? Like, how quick would you get fatigue on this Rodgers Packers story as a uh, writer? As a writer, about 15 minutes in. Because it, it changes every minute. Because it, here's the thing. No one's actually saying anything. It's all, it, it literally is that clip from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. It's all it is. No one is saying a damn word on the record. There's no actual information. The parties involved aren't speaking. So, you know, I, I'm sure these words are coming from somewhere, and they're probably coming from Rogers Camp. They're probably coming from Lambeau Field. But, like, until one of these clowns gets out on camera and says, I want to be traded or I hate Brian Gutekunst, yeah. it literally is Simone explaining Ferris's absence. <laughs> I love the analogy, dude. Um, is there an analogy for the Brewers losing four straight in a row and three of those to the Phillies to have with one run? What the hell is going on with the Brew Crew, Andrew? Baseball is a cruel, cruel mistress, my man. It is wicked. One day you are the, the king of the hill. The other day you're Dale Gribble in the... in the. Well, okay. Well, here's the thing. Dale Gribble is my favorite character on King of the Hill. So what now? You know, the older I get, the more relatable Dale Gribble is starting to become. I won't even lie there. Yeah, I mean, uh, all these crazy conspiracy theories, you know, all through the late 90s, early 2000s, all kind of make sense now, you know? 
Yeah, really. No, I mean, it's, just, it's baseball. We've seen this a million times. And, of course, it comes right after Monday where I wrote, hey, you know what? This team got through April. They were decimated by injuries, but they're rolling the May in first place. They got a chance to, to get these guys back and go on a roll. And then, boom, May happens, and you know, they, they go on a skid here. But that, that's, you know, that's baseball season. That, yeah. that, we've seen this a million times, especially in Milwaukee. You got a great April, and then you just, you know, hit the tank in May, and then you got to scramble the rest of the way. This is, you know, unfortunately nothing uncommon for the Brewers, but I mean, these have these been some tough games. I mean, you look at Peralta yesterday, that, that first inning. Bad. Oh, you know, okay, so Andrew, let me ask you a question here. Um, I wanted to ask you this, and um, you could read my mind, so well done. So in the Baltimore Orioles game, John Means is the first Orioles pitcher to throw an individual no-hitter since Jim Palmer in 1969. But he's also yeah. becomes the first pitcher to who didn't allow a hit, walk, or hit by pitch while his team committed zero errors, but still didn't get a perfect game but gets the no-hitter because the batter struck out on a pitch, and it was a wild pitch then, technically. So that's how he loses the bid for the perfect game. So that's crazy. has never happened before. My question for you is, and I don't know if you know the answer or not. I don't really care. I'm just going to talk about the game itself. Freddie Peralta, to your point in the first inning, gave up all five runs, all five runners score, right, including Grand Slam, and then he gets back on the mound and strikes out the next five guys. Has anything like that ever happened? I, I'm sure the, the gang at Elias Sports Bureau can find that out. <laughs> because how that to your point, baseball is a cruel mistress, right? You give up the right. first five runs of Grand Slam, and then you come back out and strike out the next, you know, the next five in a row. This, it just it just doesn't make sense. I said this the other day. It's just it's ridiculous. There's no point to it. It's nonsensical. It's insane. It's maddening. It's frustrating. But it's just utterly beautiful and fun. That 12-inning game the other day is a perfect example, or 11-inning game is a perfect example. It just doesn't make sense. You know, sit back, enjoy the ride. There's 162 games for a reason. They are going to have a bad stretch. And I, I think you're seeing that now. I, the bigger concern is what's going to happen the long run with Christian Yelich yes. uh, than, than what's going to happen the long run with the Brewers. Because I, I still think, in the long run, this team is going to be right there for a playoff spot come September. All right, so uh, Christian Yelich has been on everyone's brain, and we're kind of searching for answers. Uh, so Christian Yelich, obviously April 11th is, was the last game that he played before he came back up on Monday. So it's the back issue. No uh, MRI is uh, showing anything. It's all negative. They said they plateaued in the recovery, but he came back on Monday, was two for four, and then he's back on the IL with a back injury. What have you heard, if anything, from Craig Council or you know, you're the street, about Christian Yelich and that back. No one knows. That that's the freaky thing. God. No one has, you know, the MRI the MRI shows nothing. But it's just not getting better. I mean my, my thought is go over to my neighbor's house, he's got a metal garbage can, I'll run it over with the truck and we can knock him over it like Homer Simpson. What an episode. His own chiropractic clinic right in his garage. We're dropping some. We're dropping some major references. Yeah, Ferris today. Bueller. You got the classic Simpsons. Um, oh man, Christian Yelich in the back, dude. It's so yeah, it's 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 unnerving uh, because one, obviously, you want him in the lineup. You want him healthy because he gives you your best chance of winning tonight. But also because you got a couple hundred million dollars invested in this guy. Right. You know, he's your cornerstone right now. How bulky is this back going to be? And how much of a concern is this over the long run? I have an idea. We get Cosmo Kramer to come over to do a little chiropractic on him and then make sure we uh, Christian Yelich sleeps on a board for a couple of weeks. Oh, 
Otherwise, otherwise the neck's going to be hurting. Uh, so yeah. is it now we saw the Brewers do this without low Kane and Christian Yelich and a bunch of other arms and, you know, players, blah, 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 blah. Is this now the Brewers kind of reverting back to the mean just because these are a bunch of no name players that we don't really know. And it was eventual that they're going to start losing some games. Yeah, I think it's one way of looking at it. You know, maybe they overachieved a bit in, in the first month. Uh, you know, this is, there's any different way of looking at it. it, it again, it's just, I, I hate to sound cliche. It's baseball. This this is yeah. the kind of crap that happens, you know? Okay, so... If you haven't figured that out yet, <laughs> then you must be very new to this or a soccer fan. Hey, hey! <laughs> I played soccer my whole life. All right, Andrew. Um, <laughs> what it, don't worry, I make fun of myself, too. Andrew, when it comes to uh, injury or the IL, what about Corbin Burns on that arm? Because... Was it? I I think legally they can't talk about it. COVID nineteen. I want to say. Is anything news on Corbin Burns coming back? You had heard absolutely nothing oh on God. Corbin Burns. What? The like world? literally. Yep. <sighs> but it's. I don't even. You know, that, that that is the world that we're in right now. Okay, so I guess for people we know about, um, Brandon Woodruff is he going to buck the trend then with this uh, four game losing streak? Is he going to a W? Uh, under his belt this afternoon against the Phillies, then, if anyone can do it, it's Brandon Woodruff, right? Exactly. You know, for, for all that's going to hell with the Brewers this year and all, you know, the craziness and tearing up scorecards every day and changing the roster, you know, the one thing that you can count on is Pencil and Woody in there every fifth day and him giving you a baller start. So, you know, that's, that's kind of what your ace does. That's what your number one guy does. He's the guy that goes out there and stops the skids. And, and we haven't had one yet this year. Uh, this is the one. So now you get Brandon Woodruff gets to go out and fill that role of the the streak stopper, salvage a victory, salvage the series, and, and get back on the road and do it again in Miami. All right. So yeah, I mean I'm with you. Well, Nelly over here, he took the Brewers on the Razor's Edge. We do sports gambling every day at six fifty and eight fifty. So he's like, there's no way that you're going to get swept uh, four games in a row. And Brandon Woodruff is the ace. But let me ask you, dude, when we were uh, text messaging the each other the other day. Well, as you were listening to some cake, some deep cuts by cake, good stuff right there. Uh, you were on your way to, were you going to Appleton? Yeah, yeah, heading up to Appleton for the Timber Rattlers opener, watching uh, Garrett Mitchell debut. How was that, man? Because I heard he was just crushing. He, he hasn't been knocking the cover off the ball. He's hit, had some, a couple of infield hits uh, both Tuesday night and yesterday. Like he's, he's an impressive kid. Like Everything that I saw from him in spring training – you know that dude. That dude was raking in spring training, yeah. as everyone knows. But you know, he came up there, and you know, I was more impressed with some of the defensive plays he made. He, he ended the game on an outfield assist. You know, a nice charging, a nice charging uh, catch in center field, and then a well timed perfect throw to second to uh, pick the guy off. And that's that's a tough play to do, um, but he nailed it. A couple of stolen bases, a couple more infield hits yesterday. You know, this kid's the real deal. If you get a chance to go up to Appleton and check him out, you know, he's he's worth the trip. And of course, it's always a nice time to go up to a Timber Rattlers. Yeah, game, totally. So. I mean, and now, that, now that's you know minor leagues back and getting her going. Let me ask you though, dude, uh, another bat that we want to see uh, hopefully come to fruition. Should we be starting to get worried about Keston Hira, or is Keston Hira no. like oh, no? Okay, and do tell why no? Because I mean, listen, he's a young guy. He's it's easy to forget that he's young. Uh, he doesn't have it ton of experience. I mean, they called him up, what was it, uh, 2019, he had a couple of stints there, 
uh, one track, like first when Travis Shaw was throwing it, and they sent him back down and brought him back up. And then all of the goofiness last year, you know, he's still just a couple years removed from getting drafted. He's still a couple of years, you know, just a couple of years in the minor league system. This happens to young players. This happens to most young players, I should say. You know, obviously it didn't happen much to Braun. It didn't happen much to Fielder. It doesn't happen much to, like, you know, Mookie Betts or the seriously greats. But most players, this is what happens. And it's, it's apples and oranges, I know. But look back to 2019. Look at Corbin Burns. Look at Freddie Peralta. You know, this happens to young players. Sometimes you need, you need to struggle a little bit, and then you can figure out how to take off. And I think that's what's going on with Keston right now. You know, he's, he's a good player. He's, he's a very good offensive player. The, the alarming thing is he's not making contact. The Brewers can live with his swing and miss. They know that's part of his game. But when you, you're a swing and miss guy and you're not slugging, that's where the concern is. And, and I think that's just a matter of, okay, I need to get out of my own head. That's why he's down at Nashville right now. Just go down, start raking again, feel good, come back, and let's do it. All right, I like that. Okay, you put my mind at ease because it's it's been a stressful time lately, Andrew, with the Aaron Rodgers news, and then you got the Christian Yelich in the back, and you have you know Keston here going down. It's as uh, just bubble wrap Giannis. Can we make sure Giannis is going to be okay? Can you promise me Giannis will be okay? Well, didn't, didn't he didn't he hurt his ankle the same day as all this? <laughs> I think it was his knee. Yeah, it was his knee. Oh, the God. knee. Yeah. And I'm just like sitting here going, I'm waiting for this roof to open and like you know <laughs> someone to kidnap Jackie Bradley Jr. or Corbin Burns or something. I'm like, this is just going to be, be weird. Uh, yeah, Let's just, get nuts. You want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. You know, I got a house in the Hamptons if you want to go check it out. Nice. Got a place <laughs> with the dog. Got to go check it out. <laughs> hey, Andrew, before I let you go, my man, just to catch up with you personally, how's the canoe building going? You still swearing up a storm in your garage? I'm staring out the window at rain right now, so we're not. I'm using that as my excuse to not get anything done today. <laughs> uh, anything else going on with your life, brother? I mean, are you just catching up on uh, what's the show right now? We're uh, we're in. I'm uh, I'm back on the King of the Hill kick personally. I, I'm on the King of the Hill kick, but right now I'm just watching baseball. I was watching John Means no hitter yesterday. That was that was pretty cool, dude. Hard it was 1969. What do you th- 1969. What do you think of the fact that he was denied the no-no or the perfect game, excuse me, by a strikeout wild pitch? That's just rules are rules, man. Just because we don't like them, just because we think they're dumb, just because they think something we, they keep something from incredible happening. That is a more realistic way to lose a perfect game than some no talent clown in Pittsburgh. Ruling an error Oof. or ruling a hit that should have been an error and robbing CC of a no hit. Well, for the perfect game that he, the catcher, the catcher, the catcher kind of messed up on. Rowdy, what was your idea to celebrate the no no with the gifts? Remember the watches? Oh, yeah. I'd, I'd say if I was John Means with that nice little uh, no hitter, I'd get everyone a nice watch except for my catcher. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Casio. <laughs> hey, Andrew, we appreciate you, man. We love your work at Forbes.com. We'll keep uh, we'll keep dialing on that and following you along on Twitter at Andrew Wagner, my man. Thanks, man. Always good to join you. 